More polygamy in the news and viewers' comments next on Polygamy. What love is this? like to comment on current events that involve Mormon fundamentalists, their communities and their groups and we do it from time to time and this time we have information about the sentencing of those who were found guilty in the Kingston polygamy uh, Washakie Renewable Energy Fraud Scheme. <laughs> and here to contribute to our program of course again is co-host Dorothy Catlin, thank you again. Uh, I don't know how much contribution I'll make, but <laughs> I'm always glad to be here. Oh, you, you, you're, you're great. Well, I love having you as, as a co-host, and I want to thank you for always being ready to do this. But you have a quote from Fox 13 News uh, from April 5th about this sentencing event. I do. Fox News reported that Sally Kingston was sentenced to six years in a prison. She was the first defendant in a scheme that stole half a billion dollars in biofuel tax credits. She pled guilty to conspiracy to commit mail fraud and money laundering. Her husband, Jacob Kingston, pled guilty to 41 charges and faces up to 30 years in federal prison. He will be scheduled to be sentenced Friday. Four members of the polygamous Kingston family and a fifth person were convicted for using Washakie Renewable Energy, a Kingston Group-owned business, to defraud a federal program to produce more environmentally friendly fuels. Now, we did several shows on this in the past mm -hmm. when this was in court and all of the the information was coming out about what they were doing, and now they're being sentenced. Well, two days later, on April 7th, Fox News reported the sentencing of Jacob Kingston. He faced 30 years, but he got 18 years in his sentence, and he pled guilty to 41 fraud charges. And this is quote from that news article. Okay. Jacob was the chief executive officer of Washakie Renewable Energy and is the fourth member of his family to be sentenced in the scheme. Another co-defendant who is not kin to the others, Lev Derman, was sentenced Friday afternoon to 40 years in prison. I want to apologize sincerely to my family for the hurt that I've caused, Kingston told federal judge Jill Paris. Parrish. I even used my religion to justify things that I knew was not right and part of that was committing fraud. Members of the polygamous Kingston family committed forgeries and frauds to collect a federal tax credit meant to stimulate biodiesel production. Washakie applied for more than a billion dollars in credits and received about half that. Kingston's legal wife, Sally Kingston, received a six-year sentence on Wednesday. On Thursday, Jacob Kingston's brother, Isaiah Kingston, was sentenced to 12 years. The two men's mother, Rachel Kingston, received a seven-year prison sentence. So it's all in the family Definitely there, a family deal. See. <laughs> yeah. And, and my response to something like this is always, and I've mentioned before, they claim to be God's kingdom, on the only kingdom on the planet, and they pretend repentance, yet they're constantly in the news for all kinds of fraudulent and deceptive behaviors. That isn't God's kingdom, nor is it true repentance. Of course, we always pray true repentance will happen, but so far we haven't seen any, any signs of it yet. Now, we always like to share... Uh, after a news article, some of the comments of the readers and what you know, what the general public is thinking about these situations like this, and we have a few of them for this time. Okay, so there are three that I'm going to be reading. Uh, yeah. The Kingstons are a crime family. They have no positive value to society, and no one should do any business with them. That's from MB. And then 
OG of RP. I don't know who that, what all, what all that <laughs> yeah. means says. Yeah. It's a start at least. Now, if our illustrious AG's office could be convinced to go after the order's other frauds, abuses, and criminal activities, we'd all be better off, and the state would benefit by collecting the unpaid taxes and fees. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, and then here's the last one from BH. When this first broke a few years back, there were three homes near me that were called out for seizure. I never saw any indication that actually happened. So maybe I will now. And I'm curious about that, too, because yeah. they were supposed to give up a lot of property that would equal the fraud, mm -hmm. the amount of the fraud scheme. And I don't know if any of that property has been given up or if they'll follow through on it. Yeah. I have no idea. If I find out, I'll sure let you know. Now, another news event also uh, concerns the Kingston Polygamy Group. They were finally charged and fined for using child labor mm -hmm. in their businesses. Again, they know it's against the law, but they do it anyway. This is something that all uh, ex-members of the Kingston Polygamy Group have exposed when they tell their stories after having escaped. And for years, most of us have reported that the Kingston Polygamy Group puts children to work in adult positions on the farms and ranches, ranches and in their businesses. Why did it take over 75 years for Utah to finally do something? And even then, it was so minimal, it makes one wonder who's buying off whom. Well, here's the article, again, with the details, quoting from Fox News. The U.S. Department of Labor found a company, Standard Restaurant Supply, violating child labor laws. Investigators found 22 employees ages 14 and 15 years old were working more than 46 hours per week and were allowed to begin work after midnight. Former members of the group said they were not surprised by the investigation's findings. I worked at least 12-hour days, said former member Luann Cooper, who said she started working when she was five years old and worked overtime by age 15. I dropped out of school and started working in the night shift for their answering service, said Cooper. I was, only one, I was the only person in the building, or not, but it was scary, and I was alone. Standard Restaurant Supply paid $16,595 in penalties to resolve the child labor violations. And, of course, Standard Restaurant Supply is owned and operated by the Kingston Polygamy Group. And my question, of course, is with the Kingston's huge financial holdings and businesses yeah. and decades of free child labor, what's $16,000? doesn't it's seem like much. Chicken scratchings <laughs> to, for their bank account. One former member said that the surprising part of this investigation is that it took so long to accomplish that growing up in the Kingston group was a culture of shame in the workplace. I can verify that. She said they try to make you feel responsible for building up the business building up the kingdom and getting things done uh, and for putting in hard labor. They also try to make you feel guilty for not being willing to do it for free. That is true. I was raised in the group on a large farm where children were forced into hard labor for the Lord to build up God's kingdom and shame and guilt were their tools of forced submission as well as cruel physical and economic abuse. Now, contrary to what many folks think about or know about Mormon polygamy groups or even the regular members of each group is that their religion is not about a command or a revelation of God. They think it is, but it's not. And it's not about freedom of religion or personal privacy. Although polygamists whine that their freedom of religion is violated by laws prohibiting polygamy, they themselves deny the very freedoms that every other American citizen just takes for granted. 
polygamy is not about a command from God, but is about three things that we want to quickly point out. The first, it's about truth. And second, it's about freedom of choice. And third, it's about the law. So first, truth. (laughs) Those who are trapped in polygamy are serving an unbiblical gospel of salvation. They believe salvation is achieved not because of or through Jesus Christ, but only by good works. The primary work, of course, is polygamy. Mm -hmm. The doctrine teaches that Jesus merely made it possible for them to earn salvation, which means they're obligated to keep the commandments, laws, and ordinances of their religion. Okay, so truth is important, and the truth is it's not a command of God at all. The Bible tells us that eternal life is a gift from God to all who will believe in and trust Him. Polygamists do not teach biblical truth. The second is it's about freedom of choice, not about freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. Mormon polygamists complain that their freedom to practice their religion of choice is violated, yet the inalienable rights of their own members are violated by group practice and oppression. Children are taught from the cradle that polygamy is a requirement, and if they don't obey, they will be damned and destroyed. They're threatened with a vengeful God who will come after them and send them to hell if they reject polygamy. They are conditioned to a humble and submissive acceptance to all the rules of the group. Options of personal opinion or questioning group practices and beliefs are violated. Critical thinking is to be avoided. And this happens in all the polygamy groups and to some extent yeah. right into the LDS Say in the mainstream church. church as well, I think. And the polygamy groups deprive their own members of their own personal freedoms while demanding their perceived freedoms be honored by society. And then the third point is polygamy is illegal. No one has the right to break the law. That's the bottom line. Polygamy violates the constitutions of the state of Utah, of Arizona, and and, uh, and Idaho, where tens of thousands of polygamists live. Every state of the United States has deemed polygamy illegal. No one has the right to break the law, and polygamists are not above the law. At least they shouldn't be. On January 6th of 1879, the Supreme Court issued their decision. The court considered that if polygamy was allowed, someone might eventually argue that human sacrifice or bride burning was a necessary part of their religion, and to permit this would be to make the professed doctrines of religious belief superior to the law of the land, and in effect to permit every citizen to become a law unto himself. Government could exist only in name under such circumstances. The court ruled the First Amendment forbade Congress from legislating against opinion, but allowed it to legislate against action. And, and we have seen in, in many times as we go through the, what's happening in polygamy groups in the news that they are law unto themselves. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. They ignore the laws of the land when they want to. And just like the tax fraud scheme and so many other child marriage and, and, and sexual assault and so on, they are law unto themselves. So the Supreme Court was right. That's exactly what happens. Uh, and it's already been decided. Uh, polygamists ignore the law, and, and then they twist it into issues of freedom of religion rather than its true status of freedom to behave illegally. <laughs> also, um, this is not an issue of freedoms for adults to do whatever they want in their own bedrooms, which a lot of people will, people who don't understand the religious concept of Mormon polygamy, that people, adults should have the right to do whatever they want in their own bedrooms. But this isn't about that because polygamy involves, again, tens of thousands of children 
Um, and in Mormon polygamous families across the country and an uncountable number of underage brides to older men. So it's not just about adults. Uh, as happens with most people who leave polygamy, their experiences in religion has been so oppressive and destructive that when they get through, uh, when they get free, they throw the baby out with the bathwater. They want nothing to do with the cruel and sadistic God that they've taught about in polygamy. He's not real, but they believe he is. Um, he isn't the God that the Bible reveals he is, but the biblical God is kind and gentle and compassionate. God is love and he's patient and forgiving. In fact, it was God who sacrificed for us to come into his kingdom. He does not require our sacrificial ideas and illegal activities to earn entrance into his kingdom. On this topic, we have a viewer comment to share with you. Has it been your experience that many of those who've left LDS fundamentalism and its legalism go to the other side of the road and embrace everything that's worldly and have no tolerance for biblical morality because maybe they think it sounds like what they left? A lot of the videos I've seen on the topic of leaving polygamy and the groups that practice it, those who've left appear to take quite a liberal view of everything, especially sexual morality. It would be very sad if these folks aren't able to distinguish between fundamentalist legalism and true Christian morality. What are your thoughts? Or do you have a video that addresses this? Thanks. L. Okay, now we don't have a specific video that addresses this particular comment or problem. But we do, we have discussed it several times in several different programs on polygamy, what love is this, through the years. And this viewer's conclusion is absolutely right on. When people discover the deceits and the lies and the abuses and lawbreaking that takes place in the polygamy group, and many of them, when they find, even when they find out, they're afraid to escape, but many others do get out. And when they are out from under the patriarchal control and are free to do whatever they please, many of them don't set boundaries, or maybe they don't even know how. But we should keep in mind that those who are raised in the isolation of polygamy culture have always had their decisions and life choices made for them. Any decision they make for themselves must be approved by the leadership who will often void their choice. So when they're no longer under the ruling and overruling mastery of group leadership, they throw off all inhibitions, all the previous thou shalt not warnings are peeled away and many of them go wild with their freedom. Not everyone does this, of course, but many do. And probably everyone, to some degree or other, will celebrate their previously unknown personal freedoms in various ways. Many females who leave polygamy will go into female spirituality, which is so sad, including witchcraft of some kind, which supposedly releases female power. Now, that's not good, but it certainly is understandable. They've been so overpowered and ruled by male leadership all their lives, and the pendulum swings uh, to one extreme and to the other as well. I know when I left and I realized no one was looking over my shoulders, you know, for a while it took, I kind of had a little bit of PSTD or whatever that is, you know, for a little while oh, because... PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> like, what's she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for a while, but it finally left me when I finally realized, wait a minute, I'm free. I, I'm not mm -hmm. under this, this hammer control anymore. 
when the L FLDS lost boys were such a problem in Warren Jeff's reign of terror, he expelled the male population from as young as 12 years old to 17 or 18 years old because they were competition to marry the young girls, so he got rid of them. Reports of these boys going into St. George, just big groups of them renting apartments where a dozen or more boys would share the same apartment, and they started doing drugs and drinking and carousing, and as it were, because they were free with no restraints. Girls who leave, were, have, who have been warned from childhood that losing her virginity was worse than losing her life. When they leave polygamy, they'll test those warnings. And when God doesn't immediately strike her down with a lightning bolt, she realizes all those threats were just words. And many of them will develop a lifestyle opposite of what they were taught. Because the God of Mormonism is a probation officer, a celestial policeman. He's judge, jury, and executioner. They reject him and the Bible after they're out from under the group's authority. Instead of searching to find the truth about God, they just plain reject him and everything about him. Even biblical morality is rejected. So in answer to the man's question, yeah, that's what happens and that's why it happens. But we want those who leave polygamy to know that they were taught lies about God. God is good. Jesus came to save the lost by giving his own life for them. He did not come to bring judgment as the polygamy groups teach. We encourage those who leave polygamy or Mormonism, for that example, to remember that they were taught lies about everything else. They were also taught lies about God. Don't just reject him out of hand. Check him out. When we want to thank our viewer for this letter, we pray for those who left polygamy that they will find peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Finally, we want to report on an invitation we received several weeks ago to speak to a group in Garing, Nebraska about Mormon polygamy and our efforts to help polygamists know the truth. The reaction of those who attended our speaking engagements are usually predictable. Most people outside of the Mormon Western Corridor are not aware of how polygamy has permeated the culture of the Western states and are shocked when they learn how many polygamists there are where the polygamists have settled, their secret compounds, and the many illegal activities polygamy groups condone. So now we want to share some of the responses we received from our latest presentation. And it's kind of interesting. This one is particularly interesting. One couple got up and left in tears because this woman couldn't bear to hear any more about the pain, abuse, sexual crimes, and child trafficking that happens in polygamy groups. The latest news report about Samuel Bateman was the last straw. She later said, I just couldn't hear any more. Why does this illegal behavior continue to be allowed in our country? And that's the question. That's the question of many people, it not is. just this woman. Everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. And and responses to the show, and you, I'm, you hear it mm -hmm. as well from people, why is it allowed to continue? In fact, every group that we've had the privilege to present historical and contemporary Mormon polygamy invariably have the same questions. Mm -hmm. And they leave in shock that our country allows this to happen. One of the top comments is, I can't believe this is still going on in today's culture and in our country. And the top question in every place we go and responses to our program is this. Since polygamy is illegal everywhere, why don't the authorities do something about it? If polygamy is prohibited in the state constitution, why don't they enforce it? 
If polygamy is, is illegal, how can polygamists be in politics and legally be allowed in the state bar associations since they're lawbreakers? I've asked that question myself. <laughs> How many people have? Mm -hmm. There's a there's a lot of people who have left polygamy groups, mostly women who've who've been active, become activists, you know, for mm -hmm. for this cause, and they have challenged the AG, the governor, the the legislator. They'll challenge them all this very thing. Mm -hmm. Why do you ignore it? What's going on? Why don't you do something about it? I know that that at one point the Kings, Kingstons have people in the group, polygamists who are lawyers, mm -hmm. and they are in the State Bar Association. They won't do anything about their law. Yet they take an oath. Right. They take an oath to uphold the Constitution of not only our country, but our state. And polygamy is against the Utah Constitution. Um, and there's a lot of people uh, who are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens that wonder how can these people face so many criminal charges so often, so many allegations that are not investigated, how can they have the ear of our politicians while the cries of their abused and impoverished victims are silenced? And no one answers these questions. No one is held responsible. No one's held accountable. In fact, the opposite happened in Utah a couple of years ago when the penalty for polygamy was reduced to nothing more serious than a traffic ticket. How do you suppose that makes the victims feel about their experience of, by polygamists and their abuse? One of the problems polygamy groups face is bloodline degeneration caused by incest. Incest, by the way, is also illegal, but it demands a high price on human reproduction. All the Mormon polygamy groups will marry relatives to each other, but the Kingston group is the worst of the lot, and we want to quote from an article about their polygamy and incest. In 2003, Jeremy Kingston pled guilty before the 3rd District Court of Utah to an illegal sexual relationship with a minor. The relationship, more aptly described as ongoing rape, was between Kingston, then 24, and his 15-year-old cousin, Luann Kingston. During the trial, Kingston testified that he had a sexual relationship with Luann Kingston starting when she was 15 and that she was his first cousin. He further admitted that his mother and Luann Kingston's mother are sisters and her father is his grandfather. The trial ended with Kingston receiving a five-year prison sentence of which he served a mere nine months. For members of the faith, the practice is a matter of perceived necessity to retain a particular bloodline based on their belief that the group's early leaders had a direct lineage with Jesus Christ. Isn't that awful? I, I was trying to figure out the relationships here. His mother and her mother are sisters. Her father is his grandfather. That's, that's a terrifyingly close mm -hmm. connection mm -hmm. across three and generations. And they've, they've done that. That's, that's two generations. Well, three if you well, count the grandfather. Count, yeah. But now they've gone another generation with this, where sibling parents will marry mm. sibling brothers yeah. or sisters and an aunt and and, 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 and So uh, if they don't bring in new blood, they run the risk of driving themselves into oblivion because eventually. eventually they will not be able to reproduce, mm -hmm. right? Well, something or bad. Or produce healthy yeah. children. They'll, they'll yeah. implode, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, and by the way, <clears throat> some states, you, uh, ma marrying first cousins is legal. It's not legal in Utah. Right. Third cousin is the closest legal marriage you can have in Utah. 
So again, they break the law and they know it mm. and they keep doing it. Uh, and of course, today's polygamists follow teachings of early Mormon polygamists. For instance, Brigham Young gave a sermon in 1852 about Mormons marrying their own brothers and sisters. So let's quote that. In a February 22nd, 1852 sermon, Brigham Young explained, this is something pertaining to our marriage, marriage relation. The whole world will think what an awful thing it is, what an awful thing it would be if the Mormons would just say, we believe in marrying brothers and sisters. Well, we shall be under the necessity of doing it because we cannot find anybody else to marry. Following this pronouncement, incestuous marriages did not become a widespread practice, save for a handful of cases. But with these words, Brigham Young sanctioned the possibility. And he you sure know. did. <laughs> and the polygamy groups pick up on these early Mormon polygamists and follow what they say. And of course, many of the polygamists use the Bible to justify their odd behaviors, claiming, well, it's in the Bible. But that's not the point. <laughs> First, they don't even trust the Bible unless something is, uh, in, is can be twisted to sanction their own behavior. And second, just because the behavior is in the Bible doesn't indicate permission to do it. <clears throat> and finally, as we've mentioned in the past, if they want to appeal to the Bible for justification for their incestuous behavior, let them read all of Leviticus chapter 18. Here's one part of that chapter condemning their conduct. So Leviticus 18.9 says, You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter, or your mother's daughter, whether brought up in the family or in another name. Okay, so that's that even allows for one parent being the same and one being different, right? Your father's daughter or your mother's daughter. Right. And then Leviticus 18.18, 18, And you shall not take a woman as a rival wife to her sister, uncovering her nakedness while her sister is still alive. Now, they say uncovering her nakedness doesn't mean sexual relations, but it does, but it does. if they go the, in the Hebrew yeah, dictionary. That's exactly a biblical this. idea. Um, God forbids, forbids the, very things, the very things that the polygamists are doing. So they can't use the Bible to justify their polygamy and then not use it to, to um, justify their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no standing, no, no standing, no biblical foundation for it at all. And as always, we appeal to those who want the truth to seek it in Jesus, in, into the Jesus of the Bible. You'll not find it anywhere else. And it is not scary. The truth is not oppressive. It is beautiful and it's peaceful. And it brings the ultimate in freedom. Thank you, Dorothy. Sometimes welcome, these things are hard. We, we do some of the hard ones, don't we? <laughs> oh, I'm always glad to be here. It's, it's good to put this out in the air. It, it's good. And, and we just pray that people will hear and it'll make a difference Mm -hmm. in some of the lives of these people in polygamy. So thank you much. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus told his listeners that they would be abundantly blessed when they seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But what does that mean? Well, his kingdom is not Mormonism or polygamy. Jesus is king and he saves people who are not of Mormonism. His kingdom is made up of those people who have received Jesus alone for salvation by faith alone. He also said to seek God's righteousness. He did not say to strive through trial and error to become righteous like God is. He said, seek His righteousness. All those who are accepted into God's kingdom are those who realize they cannot be righteous enough, so they seek for God's righteousness to be given to them. God's perfections are the only accepted 
perfections. Seeking God's righteousness is throwing off everything you're trying to do and accept God's gift of righteousness and eternal life. Jesus said, seek these things first. Notice, polygamy is not included. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.